This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. I hate to have to do this to Mel Kuyper Jr. because he's provided great content for all of us football draft enthusiasts for well over four decades now. He's been doing this since the early 80s. Um, But he put out his second mock draft yesterday. The mocks are rolling in right now. The combine is always a big trigger mechanism for the uh, the draft experts to be putting out their projections here. Um, but Seth, I, I I was very excited to see Kuiper drop his second mock draft. His is one that I'm always looking forward to because he is the godfather of the genre. Yeah. Um, and I'm paging down, I'm paging down. I, I'm looking for two things. Where is Brock Bowers going? Is he going close enough to the Texans in a mock draft to where I go, hey, Nick, you should pick up the phone and maybe make a phone call to the the Bengals or the uh, you know the, the 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 Bengals or the Jags or somebody pay the Rams somebody picking in the high teens. Um, Mel had Brock Bowers going tenth. I think that's a little that's a little rich to move up. And so then once I'm done doing that, I page down to twenty three to where the Texans are picking. And Ben, do we have a sounder here that you can thank you? With the twenty third pick in the Mel Kiper two mock draft, the Texans take Tyler Guyton. Six foot seven offensive tackle out of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. The Texans and 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 Mel Kiper in his write up, two paragraphs worth on Tyler Guyton to the Texans, says that um, talks about how um, that uh, this is Cleveland's pick from the Deshaun Watson trade. Um, could see needs in the front seven and along the offensive line. So with Laramie Tunsil holding down the left tackle position, Guyton could step in at right tackle where he started fourteen games for the Sooners. The Texans are pot committed on the offensive line. Like they, they, they have paid Titus Howard and Laramie Tunsil. This is what's driving me crazy because I've seen this a couple times from various people with talking about team needs or things like that. People from outside of Houston. It, look, if he had said, if Mel Kuyper had said they take Tyler Guyton and then anywhere in that write up, which is a pretty sizable write up by mock draft standards. Yes. If he had mentioned that the Texans do currently have a well paid right tackle. I would believe then, okay, then Mel Kuyper had done something more than just looked at depth charts and, and, and based his team needs off of that. But I have no choice now but to believe that Mel Kuyper has simply just like looked at a depth chart, uh, an old one at that, that showed Titus Howard at left guard and figured, oh, yep, they need a right tackle. Yeah. If he had, if he had said, hey, you know, Titus Howard has played left guard. It's a work in progress, whatever. But if they, they can't pass out in this chance to get Tyler Guyton, I would disagree. And yet I would still at least 
feel like Mel Kuyper put some thought into it, but this is just ridiculous. This is like this is like not even recognizing that they already have a well-paid right tackle on the roster is absurd. He doesn't. Uh, that that's what I was told. when I saw the pick initially. I'm like, all right, yeah. this is Mel Kuyper. He's at least going to mention Titus Howard in the. He doesn't mention Titus Howard by name in the write-up at all. I mean, like the team that always drafts best player available in in means it. It's not just a soundbite. Is the Baltimore Ravens. And when they when they drafted Jonathan Ogden, the Ravens had two starting tackles, yeah. but they just thought, you know, now Ogden's obviously a different different type of offensive tackle, yeah. And it was very high in the draft, but that like that's that's about at least you would acknowledge that they've got a, a starting right tackle. Yeah, I don't. I'll be really really surprised if they take an offensive lineman in the first round, including left guard, because a couple reasons. One, there really aren't great guards in this draft. Not first round type of guys where you say, oh, yeah, I got to get him here because I can't get a guy like this anywhere else. And then, two, they have at least, A, uh, the Texans have a, a first-rounder that they, they still probably want to give him at least one more year to see what Kenyon Green can do, hopefully yes. healthy. Patterson uh, showed some promise when he was there. And, I, and they already have four other guys with Juice Scruggs at center that are pretty much slotted in. You don't have to go spend in a first rounder on a left guard when you've already got your other slots yeah. slotted out. I'm with you. Any of these mock drafts that they're dropping O-linemen in for the Texans, I just, I, at this point, I can't take them seriously. So sorry, Mel Kuyper. You're canceled. Your mock draft is canceled. Canceled. For, canceled for the rest of this mock draft season. Ooh. Get out! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so, um, how, I, I guess... And I look at this 23rd pick, but I mean, part of the reason I'm feeling it, like I see an offensive lineman, I'm like, all right, well, there's a good chance if they draft one, he's not starting. I guess yeah. I'll wait till after free agency to, to really dig in on whether or not the 23rd overall pick needs to be a starter for this team, right? I mean, you pointed out many times during, when we talk about free agency, just how many holes there still really are to fill on, a, on what is a good football team. Right. They got a right. lot of holes to fill. Um, I guess I'll wait till after free agency to see how I feel about. Okay, boy, what, they better. What get do you somebody, mean? Like, what, what do you mean needs to be a starter? That somebody that can step in and and be a be a starter for you day one. Uh, yeah. at, at certain position, you know, you draft a corner. I, is this a kid who's going to be behind a couple veterans? Or I, right, I, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I mean, it, I, some of that just comes down to what what they are when they show up. I think you always draft the guy in the first round that you expect to be capable of starting or you hope that he's going to be capable of starting. And it doesn't, you know, 50% of the time it doesn't work out that way. Yeah. But yeah, I, I guess then it would be, all right, are you taking guys that have high floors? Like, okay. Yeah. I, like I trust that this guy, this guy's got a really good chance of starting the nice, the luxury you have on the defensive line is that you're going to rotate guys regardless. Yeah. So like if they text, if they took Byron Murphy, and it, like, if Byron Murphy was a little bit slow to really acclimate to the NFL or something, the defensive tackle out of Texas, he's still going to get his snaps. Sure. He's still going to get his playing time. And then it's, that's, that's what's a really nice thing about defensive line. Yeah. These guys can start off getting 10, 20 snaps, and then as they start to get a feel for it, hopefully, then you, you work them into that starting No, level. that's a I great think, point. I, mean, Byron Mur- Byron, I think Byron Murphy would start pretty damn quickly. Yeah, that's yeah. That's my, my gut on it. No, you're right. When there's positions where the snaps are divvied up, it's different. Like, corner yeah. is one, though. Like, if you, like, a good corner should be playing 90 to 100% of the snaps. You know, like, there's yeah. so, so certain positions, if they draft a guy – and they're a backup day one with the twenty third pick. I'm saying, and they and they or if they move up to go get a guy, like if you're moving up to go get a guy, that dude better be a starter for you day one. 
the, in the uh, first round. The, the, the reason I bring up with Byron Murphy, like him potentially not starting right away, is, is one of the comps I've seen for him is Ed Oliver. And Ed Oliver was a guy that, you know, just from watching him at Houston, I, I felt like, all right, this is a kid that it's awesome what he does on this level. He's got all the tools and everything, but he's going to have to learn to use his hands a lot better because he, he is so good that he could kind of just bounce off of guys and it was no big deal in, in college. He got to the NFL, and it took him a few years to really figure it out. Byron Murphy is a little bit short, um, super athletic, but needs to learn how to use his hands better. Yeah, and uh, like that's the guy that that's where your defensive line coach really, really comes in. And can you can you get the can he get him mentally on board with how important it is that he uses his hands more than he did, than he did in college? Now, Bucky Brooks, NFL Network, not. Mock draft canceled. He has... Actually, give me the sounder. The 23rd pick. Bucky Brooks does have Byron Murphy going to the Houston Texans. Here was Byron Murphy, UT defensive tackle, yesterday. He met with the media on the possibility. I think this was Sarge who asked this question. Uh, on being a Houston Texan next year. It'll mean a lot, uh, you know, getting drafted by Houston. Uh, you know, also just staying in Texas, you know. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with that because I'm from Texas, you know. But uh, it'll mean a lot playing for Domingo Ryan, you know, uh, a young uh, a young African-American coach. So uh, it'll mean a lot to me. Okay. Byron Murphy wants to be a Houston Texan. I would like that pick. That would be uh, – I, w- I would get excited about no, that. No, I'd like it a lot. Yeah. And when I say he doesn't use his hands, like I don't mean to say he doesn't use them at all, but like as far as a shorter guy, like when it comes to the power side of the game and taking on double teams and everything, you got you to gotta bring it with power. And um, I, like, I, I feel actually more optimistic about him than I did out at Oliver. He's, he's more polished oh, yeah? in some respects. Yeah, yeah I'd be, no, I'd be super psyched if they got Byron Murphy. Yeah. And it, I don't think he's going to fall to the Texans. Yeah. If he does, uh, if he does, and the Texans don't take him, I'd be surprised. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app, the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams, all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, Tavondre Sweat met with the media yesterday, too. How I big is he? I, what did he say? He didn't say. Uh, he knows that the media is waiting to see how big he is. Um, he has to weigh in. You can't run away from the scale at the combine. Speaking of run, he was asked like what his 40 time would be. He goes, eh, probably 4'4", four, 4'5". Four, four, <laughs> <laughs> he acknowledges he's a biggins. He acknowledges yeah, it. Yeah. 
Um, you can't do a three cone around the scale, Sean. You no. got to hop right on <laughs> you gotta it. Jump you got to right get on, on it. Yeah. That's it. Um, here was D'Amico Ryan's earlier this week on the defensive line draft class. I feel like you have some really good guys at the end position, as always. Guys who you have those tweener guys, guys who can rush the passer, lighter guys who have the speed off of the edge, and you also see there are lighter D tackles in his draft that show some explosiveness and twitch on the inside. But it's that D line is a lot of very degrees of right capability amongst the players that we have you have big physical guys that can get after so it's about us just mixing the right guys together right what formula works for us right how can we get the right guys who complement each other play well off of each other because that's how i see d-line play it's not about just one guy right it's a it's a complement to me of eight different guys who come in and continue to put pressure on the opposing team. There you go. I mean, that was him acknowledging your rotation right there. You know, yeah. eight different guys. Well, and the thing that's tough for this system compared to maybe some other systems where they have aggressive defensive lines that get upfield real quickly and everything. Some defenses, and Lovey Smith's defense was like this a little bit, they're just like, hey, uh, they're almost like, hey, play the run on the way to the quarterback. D'Amico's not like that. D'Amico wants his guys to, to, to rush and get upfield really quickly, but to also recognize run and sync versus double teams and play their gaps more so than a lot of other schemes like this. They still get, they've, they've got a lot of freedom and everything. Um, but that's a little bit harder for some college guys to adapt to. And that, that's where the rotation really comes in and helps mm-hmm. because you can, you can get your feet wet without having to be the guy that everybody relies on. Payne and Pendergast with you on a, uh, on a Thursday. Um, I don't know if uh, people watched Survivor last night when we mentioned it on the show yesterday. There were several people that said, oh, I think I'll watch it tonight because my, my daughter's boyfriend is one of the contestants on there. He's part of Team Sega, the green yeah. team. Um, I, saw the first, I saw the first hour and 20 minutes. I didn't realize it was going to be two hours long. Yeah, it's a long um, one, yeah. But he's, yeah, I, can, I, I can see that he knows what he's doing. He's a, he's a yeah. Survivor junkie. So he's been looking forward to this. He's he's like Rudy. I've been training for this my whole life, coach. You know. He's- yeah, he's uh, like he. I, I can see that he's very comfortable. I was worried at first because he's such a nice kid. Yeah. I was worried he was going to get eaten alive by the people that are all about forming alliances, uh, then backstabbing people, and just into the the whole Machiavellian and treacherous side of it. But I can see that he's. He's gonna. He's not like that as at his core being, but he's playing a game where those are the rules. Yeah. And oh, okay. Unlike that schmuck. Oh my gosh. There's one kid that comes in, screwed over his own tribe because he didn't want to lie to somebody from an opposing tribe. Because the woman. Everybody, listen. If you know nothing about this game at all, just know that like there's tribes that compete against each other, and lying in gamesmanship is part of it. Huge. This woman from another tribe was playing this game against this kid. And basically said, if you, and she, she told this kid, if you lie to me, I'm going to go back to my tribe and tell everybody that you lied. And the kid buckled. He folded. And screwed his own team over. Yeah. He oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand how that kid got on the show. <laughs> I guess because of that, they wanted to be like, they need to have a few paths. Yeah, you do. You need, yeah, there, like, yeah. You need, okay. a, you need a few jabronis on there. They call that in wrestling. I, they call that enhancement talent. You're making the other 17 people look really smart and good. You texted me during the show and said, "How have I not been watching this?" The yeah, last I've never years? watched I, it before. I felt the same thing. Yeah, I had been. I used to watch it, and then I stopped, and now I'm like, "Oh, this is better than it ever was." Yeah, I got 20 different plot lines in my brain right now, just just we're uh, wheeling away, trying yeah. to figure out how it's going to all play out.
All right, so um, so on the group text last night with my kids, yeah. uh, my daughter, my daughter flew up to the watch party in Boston to watch it. They had like a big, oh really? Yeah, uh-huh. they had a big two hundred like two hundred people at a bar in Boston all watching it, and the <laughs> TV stations are there and everything. Like it was. It was pretty cool. I feel like that's a good sign that her boyfriend like wasn't like he didn't get rolled out on the first episode. Yeah. I would uh, if if it were me on the show, and you know you can't disclose whether you made it or not. But people were like, "Let's have a two hundred person watch party." <laughs> for, if I were the one the, that had gotten voted off the first yeah. one, I'd be like that's uh, oh, hey, let's wait until next week maybe. Survive yeah. in advance, yeah. So he he made it. So we were kind of we were kind of handicapped. There's eighteen contestants, which I guess means theoretically there's eighteen weeks of the show. I guess right, one goes off each week. Yeah. Um, we were handicapping on the group text last night how far we think Charlie will go. You, you've watched it. You've had a chance. You've had an episode to kind of watch yeah. him operate. Smart kid. Going to be a lawyer. Harvard I'll, grad. I'll put this in sports nerd yeah. strategy. I, I respected that he immediately leapt into a high-variance strategy. Yes. The, the sports nerds would say, look, you're one of 18. Mm-hmm. Your chances of winning this thing are slim to remote, and a lot of it just relies on luck. You know, it's a game. It's like war. It's like, yeah, you can do things the right way, but some of it's just dumb luck. Mm-hmm. So just go ahead and do high variance, boomer bust. And he, he immediately leapt into uh, playing both sides. He's he he ally he he aligned with two separate factions with his own tribe. Good job, Charlie. And he's going to see how it all plays out. I can tell where it's going to go though. He's going to side with the women. That's a smart thing to do. Yeah, because yeah. that one woman on his that one woman is a freaking assassin. She on is his side. She's the the mom, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's uh, She is taking no prisoners. Right. At some point, he's going to be up against her, right? And he's going to have to figure out how to do it. Yeah, right? I guess. I mean, I, like I said, I've never watched it. I can't wait to see where it goes. Like, I, that's what happens. Like, it's, it plays. But I in- liked him where he's like, hey, I'm playing uh, both sides of the coin. Risky strategy. Yeah. But he kind of just shrugged and smiled. Yeah. Like, eh, what yeah. are you going to do? He goes, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, girl. <laughs> yeah, he was good. He was good. I put the over under at 10 and a half weeks for him. Oh wow! How many weeks does it go? It's well, there's 18 contestants, so I'm assuming 18 yeah. weeks. You know, so I think okay. he makes it. I think he. I, I do think he gets past the halfway point. I think he's got that because yeah, so he was too. pretty good with the physical challenges too. He's yeah. he's in good shape. You know, I'll tell you what. The first week, it seems like it's all about not pissing people off. If you can at least do that, and you got to show you got to show some craftiness to where. Okay, yeah, be useful on these t- these tasks and everything, but are you going to be useful to me later on? Right. Are you a person that can play the game? It, 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 and yet that one day I might have to uh, topple you yourself. Yes. Very intriguing. Very intriguing. Uh, I think this show's going to make it, Sean. I think this, I think this show's going to make it. I think it. it's going to make it to season 47 even. Yes, you know? yes. Uh, someone says he's a jobber. Okay, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I think there is... There's a part of him you can tell he's kind of being intentionally bland. Yeah. He's just kind of going along. Back. This, that, that's another key thing. Yeah. Run with the pack. Yep. They, remember, kids, this is one of the biggest myths they'll tell you. Based on that damn, your coach is going to show you this Rudyard Kipling, uh, this Rudyard Kipling poem about how every morning you know you have to outrun the fastest lion or you'll be food. It's not true. You just have to outrun the slowest gazelle. You don't. <laughs> 
If you're a gazelle and you wake up in the morning on the savanna, you do not have to outrun the fastest line. You, you have to outrun the slowest gazelle. <laughs> That's great There's advice. A, you stay in the pack until it's the time to, to make your push. There you go. I, I love that. <laughs> I love that. All right. Um, hey, uh, the quarterbacks are going to be meeting with the media at the Combine. I believe today, tomorrow, we're going to hear from Caleb Williams. C.J. Stroud, a year ago, a year ago, C.J. Stroud met with the media at the Combine. Let's relive the magic. Let's do a little rewind. The the cuts from C.J. Stroud, how did we feel about these at the time when we didn't know if he was going to be the Houston Texans quarterback? That is next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 